Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hey everyone, Olivia Allen Price here. And I just wanted to pop in before we start this week's episode with a quick note about how Bay Curious is going to operate for the next few months. Our plan is to bring you a mix of the kind of stories that you know us for. Interesting stories about the Bay Area, mixed in with some topical episodes about coronavirus. We want to offer you escape when you need it, but also give you the answers to the coronavirus questions that you're asking. We are answering those questions all the time at kqed.org with the help of our other colleagues at KQED. There really is a lot there, so check that resource out if you haven't yet. All right, on with the show. Mount Diablo is the Bay Area's grandest landmark. It's often the first glimpse of home that you'll see after a long drive. It stands apart from other mountains nearby, not just because of its prominence, but because of the legends that surround it. The Bay Miwok tribe believe the mountain is sacred, that it is the central point of the world's creation, where man was made. But it's a different story that caught the attention of listener Mark Isaac. I've heard that the spot on the earth from which you can see the most land, not just ocean, but actual land, is the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro, but that the summit of Mount Diablo comes in second. Is that true? Mark heard this legend so long ago that he can't remember where it came from, but he's not alone. Lots of you have heard this story, and it does seem possible. Mount Diablo is an isolated peak. It's a lot taller than everything else around it. So even though there are lots of taller mountains, they might not have as big of a view because other mountains get in the way. From the top of Diablo, you can see from the Pacific Ocean all the way across the state to the Sierra. But second biggest view in the world? Really? Today we're gonna find out if Mount Diablo's view deserves so remarkable an accolade. I'm Olivia Allen Price, this is Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Okay, so we set out to learn if Mount Diablo is in fact numero dos on the list of places on Earth where you can see the most land. 
Reporter Asal Asanapur takes a winding road to find out. The mystery of the view from Mount Diablo is a romantic one, steeped in local legend. To find out if it's true, I drove to the source itself. In 600 feet, you will arrive at your destination. From the base of the mountain, it takes me about an hour to get to the top. Wow, that took so long. Mount Diablo sits on the eastern edge of the Bay Area, in Contra Costa County, but you can see its double peak pyramid from most spots around the bay. At 3,849 feet, the mountain's view is second to none. Well, it's second to one, maybe. We'll find out. So the view when you come up here is really amazing. How it compares to Kilimanjaro is up for debate, but I'm kind of partial to the view here from Mount Diablo, and I think most people that come are pretty amazed by what the view looks like. My tour guide today is Sharon Peterson, Mount Diablo State Park's interpreter, which she says means her job is to tell the story of the park. Sharon takes me to the summit's viewing deck. She says that on a clear day, you can see 40 of California's 58 counties from here. As little as 1% of some of those counties, but still. This is where we walk out into the wind. <laughs> First, she points west. So you can see the Golden Gate Bridge today. You could see both towers with the naked eye. And if I give you the binoculars, you can probably see it for sure. She whips them out and there it is, the Golden Gate Bridge 60 miles away. Two towers peeking over Round Top in the Berkeley Hills. Wow, that's really, really cool. Then we turn north and you can see the Sacramento and San Joaquin rivers forming the Delta. South, it's a sweeping view of the Diablo Range in Livermore Pleasanton. And finally, east, where through the haze, we catch a glimpse of the snow-speckled Sierra rising above the Central Valley over a hundred miles away. And I heard that you can also see Yosemite from here. On a clear day, you can, and with binoculars, you can see Sentinel Dome. There is a rumor that you can see Half Dome but it's actually blocked by one of the land features in between. Seeing it for myself, the sight is so magnificent, so magical that it feels like I'm looking down at a watercolor. The only thing that compares is the view from a plane. Maybe it's possible the myth is true. It's absolutely not true that Mount Diablo has the largest view in the world, except for Mount Kilimanjaro. Seth Adams is the land conservation director at Save Mount Diablo. And he spent a lot of time myth-busting the Kilimanjaro claim. I never quite believed it. It just didn't have the ring of truth to me because it's a small mountain. And uh, common sense would tell you the taller the mountain, the bigger the view. But considering the myth has been repeated hundreds of times, he says it makes sense people would believe it. Seth traced the infatuation with Diablo back to the 1850s and 60s, when scientists like Hosiah Whitney first geologically surveyed the mountain. That's Hosiah Whitney of Mount Whitney, the tallest mountain in the Sierra Nevada. Hosiah Whitney wrote, It is believed that there are few, if any, points on the Earth's surface from which so an ex extensive an area may be seen as from Mount Diablo. The whole area thus spread out can hardly be less than 40,000 square miles. The legend snowballed from there, repeated over and over for decades through the end of World War II a time when people really started experiencing parks and mountains recreationally, and Mount Diablo became a go-to tourist spot. The Kilimanjaro claims circulated in travel guides and hiking maps by railroad companies and auto associations. 
Even Contra Costa County described it as, quote, the world's greatest view, more territory visible than from any point in the world. But as visitors flocked to Diablo for the views, entrepreneurs saw a chance to make a buck. More than half of Mount Diablo was locked up successively by two big real estate land speculators. Both of them printed brochures by the thousands that included the claim of Mount Diablo having the largest view in the world. Boasting that claim was a smart business move for one developer. In 1917, he had a dream of building thousands of homes on Diablo's western flank, and those amazing views helped push his agenda forward. Eventually, the developer went bankrupt and the deal flopped. But it was too late. The brochures had done their work. Oh, you can definitely credit the brochures for spreading the misinformation, but it's, it's just too good a claim. The largest view in the world, right? And understand that California was a promoter's dream. Which brings us to another promoter, the entrepreneur Walter P. Frick, who hired a publicist to help him spread the rumor that Mount Diablo had the greatest view on Earth, especially as he built an eight-foot beacon tower known as the Eye of Diablo. But Frick was working with engineers from the Standard Oil Company, and they were skeptical. Someone, for the first time, said, come on, uh, biggest view in the entire world. So after that, the 1928 Standard Oil Bulletin added a footnote to their brochure. Except for a point in Africa, clearly being Mount Kilimanjaro. From there, the legend shifted from Mount Diablo having the largest view in the world to the second largest. It went on like this until 1994, when it was officially debunked by an engineer slash mountaineer who did the math. His name was Edward Earl, but he went by the nickname 7.38905699. Math joke. He said, I don't believe this, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to define the problem, and I'm going to calculate view sheds for lots of other mountains and see how they compare. Viewshed is the area visible from a specific vantage point, including land or water. Now remember, Whitney speculated Diablo's viewshed was about 40,000 square miles. But according to Earl's calculations, it's actually between 13 and 21,000. That might still sound like a lot, but from other taller mountains, you can see more than three times as much. And... Even for a total non-mathematician like me, it kind of makes sense. Mount Kilimanjaro is five times the size of Mount Diablo, so Diablo couldn't possibly have a comparable viewshed, even if it is an isolated peak. He conclusively showed that the Mount Diablo viewshed claim was bogus. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter because the, the claim had already done its work. Mount Diablo became famous, it became beloved, and as I said, Mount Diablo may not have the largest view in the world, but it certainly has the most extraordinary view in the world. And looking out from the summit, it is extraordinary. And luckily for us, extraordinary can't be measured with math. That was reporter Asal Asanapur. Big thanks to Mark Isaac, our question asker this week. And hey, there's a new voting round up at baycurious.org. Why do our cliffs seem to be falling into the ocean? Are there any solutions to keep us from falling in? When and why did the Bay Area become overwhelmingly liberal? In the Marin headlands, the road cut reveals stacked layers of rock. How many years does one layer account for? Head to baycurious.org to cast your vote for which questions you'd like to see us answer next. 
Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at member-supported KQED. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.